0: What's up, Braves Nation? Welcome to Ethos Braves Podcast. I am your host, the Crazy John McKay, and I have <laughs> on the other side the lovely, one of my best friends in the world, Jamel. Jeremy, how we going? Uh, uh,
1: it's great. Crazy. That's um, <clears throat> yeah. Aren't we all, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's...
0: there's a lot going on outside of the diamond with the
1: Braves right now. <laughs> really? You know, you wouldn't think at this time of the year there'd be that much going on outside of it other than, you know, getting ready for the trade deadline, all that kind of stuff, because we've hit July, Uh, so you would think that would be it, but that's not really it,
2: really.
0: Uh, (laughs) Well, Acuna is an off star game, that he, I think, I believe he was the leading vi- vote getter, Ron Rakunia.
1: Yeah, right. Which means he gets an automatic. Uh, it's funny, an automatic berth. You know, I think we're talking about the NCAA tournament. Uh, but yeah, he gets the automatic starting spot, which that's you know no surprise there. No, yeah.
0: so. that's huge. Yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but what everybody else is talking about is the Freddie Freeman saga. <laughs>
1: I think we talked about this, did we not, about how, you know, he was so emotional mm-hmm. on um, uh, Friday at the press conference and how emotional he was all weekend. And, and um, you know, he got his World Series ring and they really made a big deal about it. because I mean, they should have. Uh, you know, some of the other guys that have come back that, you know, maybe were just one-time players or mm. maybe one or two years, um, you know, they, they gave them, you know, they did the, the fanfare, but they did a little bit more fanfare for uh freddie and and they should have right uh, you know 12 12 years there you spend in your career and all of a sudden you know you leave it, it 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 hurts but you know you you still have a lot of respect for what he did for the organization and so they they made a big fanfare but he was very emotional um and as we talked about i believe uh on uh tuesday of of how you know well if he was that emotional my wife said he shouldn't have left mm-hmm. uh but but you understand about the money but but then these stories start coming out about how um, maybe they weren't so far apart as far as the money side goes, and that maybe uh, somebody dropped the ball, uh, mm-hmm. not being the Braves, not being Freeman, but maybe okay. the the agent uh, who has since come out and said that's a lie. Uh, that's of you know that's a, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm like, what do you, what else are you gonna say? Um, but but what it all boiled down to was really what I thought was was more of a money uh, gap between the dodgers and the braves just really boiled down to a year and that was it and and when it all turns out john the braves deal was going to be more lucrative because the amount of deferred money that freddie was going to get and the amount of taxes that he was going to have to pay in california right they were deferring some 57 million dollars which i think if i read this correctly when he when he's done with his career uh, as a Dodger, uh, he'll be getting like $5 million up until uh, 2039. You know, it's kind of a oh. Bobby Bonilla thing. I think <laughs> today, Bobby Bonilla Day, I think. Yeah. Uh, July 1, he gets
2: oh, I uh, what? A, a,
1: what? <laughs>
2: I said,
0: I believe it is today.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he gets uh, what, a million dollars from the Mets because they're still paying him from, you know, 1988 or 90 or something. But. <laughs> But anyway, so he's getting all that deferred money, and, and the Braves, you know, the I think if I if I calculated right, I'm not very good at math, $27 million a year for five years is what the Braves offered him. Mm-hmm. Um, 27, well, what would have been $27 million a year if you base the contract on no deferred money. I believe $27 million is what he would be making with the Dodgers mm-hmm. for six years. But again... <laughs> It's not really that much because you're getting, you know, $57 million of that deferred. Right. So, right. so the Braves deal was more lucrative. And, and I guess what happened was there was that hour deadline in there. I guess that uh, the agent for Freddie said, I'll give you an hour, uh, whatever, to, to, to make it make it more lucrative uh, for Freddie. And so Anthopoulos, who, you know, how well he managed and has the last – several years,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, he turned around and let the hour deadline pass. And he just naturally assumed that the talks were over and he turned around and made the deal for Matt Olson and, you know, game over. Right. Uh, and, and as it turns out, uh, I guess Freddie wasn't involved in any of that. And, you know, to me, if all we're talking about is a year, um, you know, why can't you... Why can't we work something out um, mm-hmm. to to where, you know, it's a club option, it's a player option, whatever. Why can't we include that in there somewhere and right. get Freddie Freeman signed, a uh, job in the organization afterwards, you know, something like that, and get him signed? If all we're talking about is a year, I think we could have worked something out.
0: Um, okay, this is just based opinion-based, okay? This is yes, what, what we all uh, think. Um, is Freddie a
1: brave – before his career is done? Um, you know, I, we were, my wife was asking me that same question and and some others about what he, could he come back? Um, um, you know, you've got Matt Olson secured for eight years. Right. Okay. Uh, so, and you got a better deal with Matt Olson over that eight year period. I think it's eight years, maybe 160, somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm. Um, so, you've got a better deal with Matt Olson. So, I mean, could it potentially happen? Uh, yeah, you know, the Dodgers have a lot of salary. Right. Um, you know, they're going to probably shed Clayton Kershaw before the year's up. Oh, by the way, uh, the, the agent for Freddie was also the agent for Clayton Kershaw.
0: And Dan, correct?
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. And so, there's been some, you know, lovely, um, you know, locker room things going on with that, uh, you know, something that, uh, Dave Roberts is is going to have to to manage around and and work around and, and they struggled this weekend uh, so uh, you know I think they did uh, win maybe Thursday night if I recall they're playing playing the potties. but still um, I, I don't know I mean that chance is there that possibility is there um, if if that uh, but they've still got a lot of salary and they're not getting any younger as far as a team goes right. Um, you know Turner's been there a while. Uh, you know Bellinger's a guy that is a veteran, although he's a young veteran. Um, you know Trey Turner's been in the league a while. Uh, you know, uh, you know, so they're not getting any younger, uh, but they've got a lot of salary, and of course, you know they had to get rid of Corey Seager, who I thought was was personally I thought was better than than. Um, you know, a guy like a Justin Turner who, I, look, he's a great player, but mm. I, I liked Corey Seager a whole lot better than I liked Turner or even Bellinger, to be honest with you, because Seager is a more consistent hitter. Yeah. Um, you know, even Max Muncy's not having a great year this year. He's hitting around 160, 165. Yeah. Um, and if you wonder if something's wrong with him because he's normally that uh, upper echelon of two 200 hitter, 280, 290, 300 hitters. So, um, you know, I, I personally, I like Seager uh, better than, than anybody. So there's a lot of drama there. And I'm glad that we're not involved in any of that drama as a Braves team uh, because, you know, it, it looks like it's coming around for us as far as the Braves go. It looks like it's coming around a, a bed of roses. And, and maybe the Braves aren't looking like the bad guys in this situation uh, because this is what they did offer.
3: Right. Uh, they at least right.
1: got close to that minimum, that salary of twenty-seven million dollars a year. It's just that one year was the problem. So,
0: <laughs> this anyway. is just, this is just a proposal that I came up with, and you can shoot it down straight up <laughs> or sell for Freddie.
1: I'm okay with that. Um, I again, um, you know, you're you're basically probably swapping salaries, and the Dodgers may be getting a better salary and less years, that's which thinking. that's all about, yeah, you know, that's kind of what the NBA is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the NBA is going to buy, you know, going to trade for a guy who's got a year left on his contract or something. Uh, right. may not be a great player, but, you know, they're going to shed somebody, but but then they've got that salary flexibility for the next year.
3: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: And so, yes, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, to have, uh, you know, Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson playing first base and DHing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm okay with that. Yeah.
0: Can Olsen play anywhere else? Or I know can, can, Freddie played a little bit at third one time, didn't he?
1: Yes, he did. Um, you know, that was the, an, an oddity. He was going to try third base a few years ago. Uh, and I can't remember who they had, who they were going to play at first base. Uh was it Matt? Matt Adams was one. I think, so. uh, I think, uh, so they were going to try Freddie at third because, uh, that was before the Austin, that was for Austin Riley. Um, right. And so they, they tried him at third and that didn't really work. That experiment didn't work too well. Uh, so they flipped him back over to first, which, you know, that's where he's a gold glover. So right. I don't know if Matt Olsen can play anywhere else either. Uh, normally a guy that uh, can play uh, a corner infield, Austin Riley's been out there at, in the outfield. Uh, you know, you might be able to, to train him to be, you know, an, a corner outfielder mm-hmm. or something to where they don't have to run as much. Uh, normally, another infield position is a little bit harder, um, you know, just because of the dynamics of it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, Azuna's got, uh, well, I think end up having two years left on the contract. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want that flexibility, uh, you know, that would be great. And and honestly, uh, Dodgers have enough outfielders they could keep Ozuna as a DH, right? Uh, because uh, they could move Muncie back to first. Um, you know, they've got a you know Gavin Lux uh, that can play you know second and Turner at third, you know something like that. So they still have a pretty good team. But but I'm okay with that. Um, you know, I I I think Ozuna has um, certainly uh, still got some talent but he is really just a D.H.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: what he is. And, and you saw a little bit of that uh, the other night. Uh, ball hit in the corner. He went diving after it, um, missed it, and then it went all, rode all the way to the wall. He was half-heartedly running, and finally he turned to see that somebody was headed around second, headed to third, and he went running really hard after it. <laughs> um, so, you know, a guy like Eddie Rosario who's out there, who, by the way, I think is having a good minor league stint, um I have a guy like Eddie Rosario out there catches that ball um and probably catches it without having to slide right. But anyway right. but Ozuna, you know uh, the other things of ozuna is his clubhouse presence. he seems to be a guy that's in the dugout that um you know that that brings that veteran presence that still's having fun as a veteran but mm-hmm. still could could teach and still could instruct some of the younger guys and they could look up to him so uh, he's not a guy that other than his uh issues that he had last year he's not a guy that's going to cause a whole lot of problems in the locker room which right. is a good thing he's still going to be a good presence in there for everybody
0: right so enough about the drama
1: that's our other dr- uh,
0: drama section for the week guys uh, yeah
1: that's all that's all we get for the year right <laughs> hopefully, hopefully,
0: hopefully. <laughs> um some late inning drama i'm okay with but none of this drama
1: yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so,
0: When we left you guys, the Braves were starting a series, a three-game series in Philly, and, well, the Braves went two out of three with the Phillies, um, winning uh, against Zach Wheeler. Uh, J- Charlie Morton defeating Zach Wheeler on uh, Tuesday night,
1: 5-3. Yep. What would you think? Um, I thought Morton pitched another great game. Uh, you're going to look at it, and you're going to tell me, well, the only problem was he did walk four guys. Uh, that was the struggle. Uh, he didn't make it to six innings, although, uh, to be honest with you, uh, if if I recall in this game, he had a chance to probably only go five innings uh, because of the pitch count, and he ran through the fifth inning quickly. I mean, just got out of it within, like, ten pitches. Yeah. Uh, and so he comes back out in the in the fifth and I think had somewhere in the 85-pitch range and then uh, just gotten into a little bit of trouble. And and couldn't you know couldn't get it out. So I'm, I'm he, he pitched good. Four walks is, is that struggle uh, that I had, but he did strike out five and gave up seven hits. Uh, and and so you know in that regard, uh, I still I still think he pitched very well. The bullpen came in and finished it up. Mentor came in, got the save. Uh, considering Kenley Jansen's on uh, the the DL with that irregular heartbeat, uh, so pitched very well. Very efficient, had a strikeout, you know, got in and out of the inning uh, very quickly. Dylan Leah uh, did have one earned run in the inning, and Colin McHugh kind of came in and finished it up. But Colin McHugh with four strikeouts mm-hmm. um, out of the six guys that he faced, and his ball was moving like it, you know, I mean, it was all over the place. Just they were struggling, and he was, uh, he was dealing. So another great inning and two thirds for Colin McHugh. But, but, uh, you know, it's a an interesting game. I'm still I'm still wondering who this Mike Ford character is. Uh, he just keeps appearing out of out of nowhere. Uh, so, you know, he's played for several teams. Um, but uh, you know, I, I believe uh, in the Dodgers series when they they uh, they had brought him up or wherever he was, uh, he he had a big bat in that series where he got a walk and that mm-hmm. kind of got a rally going. So, um, yeah, it's um, any, I'm, I'm still questioning it. But Noah Cunha still in this game. But, uh, you know, Darno and, and Olsen uh, with, uh, with, with good nights, a couple of RBIs, a couple of hits for them. Uh, so, moving down the list, you know, Arcia Duvall and Harris each had hits again. So, uh, you know, it was an efficient night. Um, wasn't a whole lot of runs. You look back, you know, the Braves scored two in the first uh, and then um, ended up uh, the, the Phillies uh, came back uh, and, and tied it, I believe in the seventh with the Braves put in an eighth and the ninth and got it to five to three. And, uh, I believe Matt Olson being one of those homers, uh, if I recall correctly. So, uh, ended up winning five to three and, and, um, you know, I'll take that every, every single game and, uh, you know, gained another game on the Mets, uh, you know, ended up in this whole series, uh, getting it to three games before losing yesterday, which I mean, before using losing Thursday, which we'll talk about, but three and a half games out now, not, not bad.
0: It was, they're all running together, like we keep mentioning. Uh, was this the game that Olsen had two home runs? Yeah, I believe uh, it was uh,
1: – da- didn't um, – Darno uh, Darno had one, I believe, Did they go I back- recall correctly. First? They went back-to-back,
3: and then okay. I believe
1: Olsen had another one. Uh, he hit the one in the eighth, which gave him back the lead.
3: Okay. Uh, he had was-
1: a rocket shot to right, but I believe that first inning, Darno and Olsen went back-to-back. And then Olsen ended up hitting his other one in the eighth. And then they ended up getting another run in the ninth.
2: Nice.
0: So, so yeah. player of the game, I would go with Charlie Morton or Matt Olson. Who would you go with? Yeah.
1: Um, I, I, You know, you could go either one of those guys. Um, you know, Matt Olsen, um, I would probably go with Olsen just because of having two home runs and, it, and he hit the homer to give him the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, good defensive plays for him as well. So, uh, that will be my guy. Morton pitched well. Uh, ended up not getting the win, which is kind of a shame. Uh, but he pitched well enough that, uh, you know, uh, you know that that ERA is, is coming down and, and climbing down, which is a good thing. Uh, only two earned run. His ERA is just a shade over four now. But that's coming down really quickly because, it, you know, you look back two, three weeks ago, it was over five. Right. So that's good. And we need a guy like Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton's getting warm. Okay, <clears throat> that's what I think. Uh, he's just warming up. You know, he's a veteran. Uh, pitcher takes a, a, maybe a little bit more time since he's older uh, to, get, um, to get ready for the season. But he, he looks to me like he's just getting warmed up. And that's a good thing because we need that going down the stretch, especially with, uh, you know, Thursday night starter Ian Anderson, and we'll talk about that, struggling in the amount of, of, of struggles that he's had over the last two games. So a guy like Charlie Morton maybe can help Ian Anderson get out of that struggle.
0: Um. Awesome. So moving on to Wednesday, the Braves face Ranger Suarez and yes. down, and the Braves end up winning four to one. What do you think? Um.
1: Well, I thought another another good game from that right guy. You know, hmm. um, three walks. That's one thing I'm going to look at. But he went seven innings, uh, and and really pitched great. Three hits, four strikeouts. Uh, didn't really have a huge amount of trouble in the game. Um, that, that was a, a night that uh, I was watching. I had to watch on the app because uh, my dad had to go to the emergency room and we spent eight hours in the emergency room on Wednesday night oh, uh, before he before he finally got admitted. So it was uh, – at least the hospital had Wi-Fi, so the app was working really good in the hospital. And so, uh, I, you know, I just – I kept looking and kept peeking, and all of a sudden, well, right out of this inning, right out of this inning, right out of this inning, I'm like, ooh, this is good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, seven innings, uh, again, again, when when you go to the postseason mm-hmm. uh, as a team, pitching is where I think is going to be the biggest benefit of them all. Right. And, and even if we have to go to a three-man rotation, and, and I, no offense to Spencer Strider because the bullpen is equally as efficient. And right. a, bullpen, a bullpen start, by the way, if we have to do one in the postseason, uh, guess who gets that start? start? Okay, That guy named Spencer Strider. And that's not a bullpen start. That's a regular season starter that's going to come in and give you five or six innings. You know? so, uh, But if you have to move and you go to a three-man rotation and you have to move a guy like Ian Anderson out – or Spencer Strider out, you know, at least with Strider back in the bullpen, that's a guy that can give you two innings
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and give you a good solid two to three innings if need be, uh, I- so you at least save your bullpen. But but when you talk about going with Max Freed, you talk about going with Charlie Morton, a veteran, and then Kyle Wright, boy, that's three different pitchers you got going. Right. Uh, you know, Freed is, uh, he's you know, he's left-handed, so that means he's the crafty lefty. Uh, so, and that's absolutely the truth. You know, Charlie Morton's, uh, you know, not going to blow you away, but he's got uh, great movement, and Kyle Wright's got a good fastball. So, I mean, three different style pitchers, and it almost reminds me of, of those guys of old, Maddox, Clavin, and Smoltz. Right. Uh, you know, those three different pitchers. So, uh, but, but Kyle Wright, a great night, seven innings. Um, you know, you wonder, is, is there going to be a stretch where, where Kyle Wright uh, may hit a hiccup or a bump or two? You know, he has, I think, to be honest with you, one game. Uh, And then he comes right back and pitches, uh, you know, pitches the next game and the next game and the next game. Great. That's Ian Anderson's problem right now is he can't put it back-to-back games. Right. Uh, And Kyle Wright has been able to put back-to-back to -to -to back-to-back games. And even though he might struggle in one game, it's the Max Fried struggle where he may still give you six innings. You know, they may score runs, but he still gives you six quality innings.
3: Right. Um,
1: and so that's kind of the the, the struggle that uh, that would be okay. Uh, you still give your team a chance, basically.
0: Right. Um. First, first of all, and most importantly, how's your dad doing?
1: Uh, he's better. I think uh, gonna go home and and um. So he he was actually diagnosed with COVID, uh, which was uh, I think everybody's probably got it or had it. Uh. So uh he was diagnosed with that so th- that as a cancer patient he just had a fever and so they were trying to make sure that was nothing nothing wrong and mm-hmm. and actually uh when when he got to the emergency room he didn't have a fever any longer never ran another fever so uh that was a good thing but they just wanted to keep him overnight uh make sure that he was uh, good so i believe uh this uh, w- when we're talking to you on this friday he's going home so that's awesome. a, that's a good thing
0: yep. but yes we'll yes yeah. Center thoughts, please.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Appreciate it. Um, second thing, um, I keep hearing the fact that Strider won't be pitched starting late in the season because he's he's getting really close to his most innings pitched in the season. So I think he's going to. I got a feeling that he's going to be put back in the bullpen here soon.
1: I, right, and look, um, the guy like uh, I believe is it Soroka. You know, he's he's been down there uh, rehabbing. Um, and, and I think hopefully that set up for you know a guy like Soroka to come back. Um, I here's my personal opinion, okay, and huh. that is that is we we I don't I don't want to get close to that innings that he has, has gone through because I want to see Strider be able to pitch in the playoffs, right? Uh, because I think that guy Spencer Strider coming out in the playoffs. Let's say um, you know your offense is really rolling along. You get to the sixth inning. You go through the sixth inning, and your offense is still rolling. And and all of a sudden, the seventh inning, you got to bring in Spencer Strider, and he's gonna. You know, he's gonna go in there, and he's gonna throw. It could potentially throw nine pitches, get three outs, and you're back in hitting again. Right. Uh, you know, a guy like that. Now, know a guy like that is an offensive player, offensive uh, infielder or outfielder's dream, uh, right. because he comes in. He gets the ball, he throws, there's no wasted time in there anywhere. And and you know, you're always and as an infielder or outfielder, you want to be on your toes. You mm-hmm. don't want to be back there going ho hum, twiddling your thumbs, wondering, you know, maybe when the next uh, ball is coming to you. If Spencer Strider, uh, there will be no pitch clock for Spencer Strider because no. he won't have to worry about it. Yeah. No. Um he's the type that you know, if it, you know, it's he's almost that old school type that That, you know, he got that old school look with the mustache anyway to begin with. But he's almost a guy that if the batter doesn't step in there fast enough, he better watch out because he'll, you know, bust it up and in on him. You You know, know. something like that. So so I would rather see him coming up playoff time, move back to the bullpen. uh, And then, you know, we'll worry about next year. But that gives you a great bullpen asset coming out. And a guy that potentially, if we're running Kenley Jansen, you know, a little bit shy on Kenley Jansen, Strider could close, right? Because of the the just the way that he does, right. and and it would be a quick inning if he closed it. Let me tell you. What, what do you think
0: of bringing Bryce Elder up and having him pitch for three or four innings, having Spencer Strider pitch?
1: I, 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 you know, we talked about that earlier. I have no problem with that. You know, you got two different guys out there. You got a lefty and you got a righty, and you, you got. Uh, a lefty that is is kind of as crafty like Max Freed doesn't throw the ball not going to throw the ball 100 miles an hour and 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 that was always me I didn't do, I didn't throw the ball hard either uh, mine was always off speed uh, you know and and I had a coach once tell me he said I you know I know when he, when I asked you to come into a game I know one thing's for sure you're going to probably throw two warm up pitches and be ready to go right uh, and 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 but but I'm going to follow you up. Either I'm going to follow you with a guy who's going to throw fast, or you're going to follow the guy who's going to throw fast Mm -hmm. because you're really going to throw your hitters off. And see, that's the way you can do with Bryce Elder and Spencer Strider. Boy, would you really throw those guys off. And I know they're major league pitchers. I get it. But if you go three times, two times through an order, and you're seeing Bryce Elder out there throwing you off speed pitches and junk and not a, you know, mid to lower 90 fastball – And then all of a sudden you bring in Spencer Strider, who's throwing you a fastball of 100 and then throws that little slider in there. Boy, it throws you off balance, big time.
0: What what about Tucker Davidson or somebody like that?
1: Yeah, same thing. I mean, I think the same thing. I still think a guy like Tucker Davidson or Bryce Elder is going to be important in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now, let's face it, a guy like Bryce Elder or Tucker Davidson could fill that four spot because Ian Anderson is struggling too much. So how long do you stick with Ian Anderson, especially, you know, what we're going to talk about in a minute about what happened on Thursday night, you know, giving up to? seven, yeah, giving up seven runs in an inning. So a guy like Tucker Davidson and Bryce Elder should be a little more motivated um, to pitch well in Gwinnett to know that I might get the call up to maybe pitch in that spot where Ian Anderson's pitching.
0: Well, I don't want to. I'm sorry,
1: man.
0: <laughs> sorry, folks. <man. laughs> But he and Aaron Nola, Aaron Nola
1: on Thursday. Oh my gosh! I told you what I tell you about Aaron Nola. You know,
0: Bingle Tiger, that Bingle Tiger.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Bengal uh, yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Yeah, that's a guy that I wish if the Phillies were out of the um, the Phillies were out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's a guy I'd like to have on my team. By the way, yes. Aaron Nola. Uh, he's and that crafty, lefty, Max Friedish-looking guy, you know, mm-hmm. and he always seems to pitch well against the Braves. Why, you know?
2: <laughs> Can you imagine
0: that family? Because his brother is a, a catcher in the major leagues.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, a very talented family. Um, but that Aaron Nola, that is a – you know, for the Phillies, you know, they were hoping to build off – you know some good pitching and Aaron Nola was going to be that guy that was going to be up there at the top mm-hmm. and you know it just it just never worked out to be honest with you and Aaron Nola's still there and I'm surprised that he's still there <laughs> because he's a guy you could get a lot out of right. starting a good left-handed starting pitching pitcher uh you know just a guy that that um you know would bring a veteran presence to the team but just bring a good left-handed arm to the team
0: right right well, the Phillies got two touchdowns and the Braves only got two safeties.
1: Yeah, and two safeties don't win you in the game, by the way. Yeah. I hate to say it. You know, we didn't hit the ball very well. Um, although the bottom part of the order hit, uh, you know, Austin Riley had three hits. That's good to see, by the way, uh, yeah. just because, um, you know, we need to see him uh, get back uh, get back going again. And... Um, uh, you know, because what he was doing is exactly what Dandry's been doing these last little bit. That's hitting the ball the other way. That's where he was most powerful, you know. So so a three for four night for him. Uh, Michael Harris with another homer. That guy just continues to hit the ball, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, Adam Duvall had a couple of hits. Ozuna had a couple hits. So bottom part of the order couldn't hit. But you know what? Even though we were down uh, 12 to four, uh, I kept I, – I, there was – you know, it was eighth inning, I think, one out is what it was. We ended up getting two guys on because uh, Juris Familia came in and walked uh, a couple of guys, and Contreras was up.
2: Mm-hmm. And he hit
1: one deep, deep, deep to the outfield. And I was thinking, uh-oh, now it's 12-7. to seven. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that would have made it a little more interesting. So, I, I never gave up as I did in that early part of the year whenever they were really struggling. They right. might win a couple of games, lose a couple of games. But when they went through that fourteen-game winning streak, it was almost as if, um, hey, we'll spot you twenty-one runs, we'll spot you three touchdowns, and then we'll get started. Uh, you know, so so I never I never gave up from the fact of that they weren't going to make a comeback. But boy, that Contreras—if that had been a home run, you know, what is that? That changes kind of the complexity of the game a little bit. But they ended up not, you know, not doing anything anyway. Uh, Phillies ended up scoring. Uh, you know, a couple of runs in that eighth inning to make it fourteen to four. It just wasn't their night, and you know what? That's okay. They're right. going to go through that. Uh, but uh, it, it, you know, Aaron Nola, seven innings, uh, only walked one guy, four earned runs, eight strikeouts. Mm-hmm. So excellent night for Mister Nola, definitely.
0: Um, I'm going to ask you, who is your standout from uh, Wednesday night's game?
1: Uh, my Wednesday night game. Uh, let me pull that back up. My Wednesday night game, I'm I'm gonna go. Um,
3: is that a Wednesday night game?
1: Uh, hold on. Yes, that's that's Wednesday night game. My game's gonna be Kyle Wright. Okay. Um, I agree. just because of the way he pitched. And and you know, um, that that Chavez guy comes in again. Excellent night again. Three strikeouts. Mm-hmm. You know, he did give up a hit, but he pitched. You know, three. And Will Smith. Will Smith gets the save. Uh, you know, good to see him back in that role again. With a couple of strikeouts, but I'm going to go with the pitcher, and that is Kyle Wright.
0: I'm going to give the Thursday as broken as broken as that game was. I'm going to give it to Michael Harris because of it. he continues his hot home runs.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that guy continues a lot of hot things. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean he he continues to <laughs> he continues just to keep right on right right on. You know, that's a guy not going away. You know, we worried early would would we you know, bring him up, let him play a few games, uh, and then, you know, if, if Rosario's not out very long, when Acuna comes back, and, you know, are, are we going to send him down? Well, at this present moment, he is giving us no no, uh, no idea of sending him down. Right. I mean, he's staying. Uh, right. And, and that nine hole is perfect for him. I don't want to see him move. I don't care if he's hitting – 350 to 400. The nine spot right now is Is the spot where he needs to stay.
0: I agree. Yep. So the Braves, like we said, are three and a half games behind the Mets right now going into a um, series of the Reds. And at the beginning of the year, we split two games. The Braves split two games with the Reds.
1: Yeah, you know, sadly enough, that that one win was the Braves. And that one, the Phillies. You know, the Reds only had like one win for a long time. Yeah, you no. know <laughs> But but no, they're playing
0: better. They're playing better. Hope Ed Marlow doesn't listen to this portion of the episode.
1: No, we'll we'll tell him to mute. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: um, thought about bringing him on here, but you know, I didn't know if he wanted to talk about this.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. At, at this point, you know, Cincinnati's a that's a it's a struggle at twenty six and forty nine. Uh, although that's better than what it was in the beginning of the year. So man, they were they were not good in the beginning of the year.
0: They do have one of my favorite players, though. Oh yeah, Kyle Farmer.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Do you know? All that? right. Why is that?
0: He's a bulldog.
1: Oh okay. All right. <laughs> well, uh, well you know. The, the the one thing the Reds are looking at if the, with the Braves coming in, um, I believe uh, they had the, the they tied the franchise record for wins in mm-hmm. a month at twenty, uh, which that is fantastic. Um, you know the the Reds are coming in um, you know they're in last place in the National League central. Um, you know they started three and twenty two on the season, okay. Yeah. So, so they are much better than what they started out. Uh, you know, at one point, it, it, it was looking very bad. Right. Uh, you know, even the fans there were, were um, you know, wondering why don't they sell the team. Um, but they're looking at a Braves team coming in that's still relatively hot. If you were to ask me, um, with the Giants, Dodgers, and Phillies, um, if you were to ask me if we were to potentially gain games on the Mets, especially with the teams that the Mets are playing, although the Mets, the Astros really gave us a nice helping hand uh, this last week. If, if I would have told you we'd have gained any games, I would have probably said no right. uh, just because of who we were playing. Uh, but, you know, took two out of three from the Giants and should have taken uh, two out of three from the Dodgers. And this, you know, this National League, uh, you know, lead should have been at two games, two and a half games, since they lost yesterday. I'll give them the loss yesterday, but should be about two and a half instead of three and a half. But you know, gaining some gains on the Mets with the teams that they played, uh, I'll take it. Uh, time to take advantage of this Reds, and it's uh, I believe this is the month, this is the week that I don't like. This is the the part of the schedule that I don't like for the Braves
2: mm-hmm. because
1: because Jeremy can't watch. Okay, huh. because Jeremy Jeremy gets blacked out. Um, whenever the Reds and they're playing the Reds and the Cardinals, okay. Really. So not sure why. So the app and uh, listening to the boys on the radio uh, on my phone will be my friend this weekend because okay. and, and when they play the Cardinals because I can't watch.
0: That's the better yeah. way to listen anyway.
1: Well, it is the better way to listen. I do like those guys on the radio. Those they're they're fantastic. Um, you know they they remind me of of what i and, and what i try to do uh, is have a good time uh, when they're on the radio uh, but yet tell the story mm-hmm. um that's you know that that's me that's what i grew up that's what i wanted to be was uh, and i worked for a guy who i loved dearly and i knew that i could always have a job but i worked for a guy who was just very dry mm-hmm. um and, and and i wanted to be somebody who was excited who didn't mind saying hello to people in the stands or people outside of the stands, whatever um, you know, those guys—that's what those guys are on the radio for the Braves. They—they they just seem like uh, they make you feel like you're right at home, like you're at the game. Um, and and that's that's what I'll be doing this weekend is listening to those guys. And um, come next week when they play the Cardinals, yeah.
0: I can I can attest that people love listening to you, especially people down here. Well,
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. So it's uh yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it, you know, again, I I like to have fun and and my my broadcast partner with me is is the same way. We like to have fun. And I think that's what makes uh, the game, uh, at least if you have to listen to it, uh, that's what makes it so much more fun. uh, Is is that we get to tell a story and I get to talk, which I love to do more than anything uh, (laughs) is talk, as you found out with this podcast. Uh, So. I like the I like to talk and that's what it gives me. So so yes, I will be listening to those guys this weekend.
0: Um so I know Max Reed is going tonight
1: and Yes, and our and our uh, former brave Mike Minor is going tonight oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh and you know, the Reds.
0: left handers if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
1: yes, two very crafty lefties who, you know, Minor when he was with the Braves didn't have such a great career, but when he went elsewhere, he pitched really good, I believe. He had a few good years with the Rangers and some others. And so, uh, but he's one in four on the year with a very hefty ERA at 7.71. But what you can look at with Mike minor is you're going to hear probably his name in a lot of trade talks uh, because somebody needs a lefty to be able to counter all the, you know, left-handed hitters that, um, you know, if you're going to face the Dodgers, I'm pretty sure the Dodgers have a lot of left-handed hitters. Right. So, uh, you know, you know, you want take them on. So, so somebody like the Giants or Padres, you know, might be looking to get themselves a veteran pitcher. Well, Mike Miner might be that guy. You know, the problem is right now the Mets are coming. I mean, the Mets, the Reds are coming home, and they are on an eight-game losing streak at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, that that that's going to be one thing that they're definitely going to take care of. Just not this weekend, please, with the Braves. So. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So where did Mike Minor go to school? Go to college?
1: Oh I don't did he is he a Georgia boy too?
0: Nope. He's not a Georgia kid. Okay. But you're close. Same conference, same division.
1: Uh I'm gonna go Auburn.
0: Um, no. Vandy.
1: Vandy. Oh wow, another Vandy pitcher. That's yep. right. I think I heard that. Um yeah, because well, the reason i heard that was because of all those guys you know if you're a a pitcher and you want to go to a what seems like a southeastern conference school that can get you uh, a first round um, first round draft pick or first round or being uh, being drafted whatever that it's um, that it's bandy that you need to go to as far as pitching goes because they have had a guy drafted i believe there's only been one guy that maybe in the last was you t- you telling me that that hadn't been drafted but he's actually uh, signed with somebody. So um,
0: um, sure. I, don't, I don't know if I said that, but I know you've got Walker Buehler, you've got uh, Al Wright, you've got Mike Miner. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jack Reiter was there.
1: Um, yeah. Well, David, you go back to David Wright, another David guy Wright. that was – yeah, I, I believe it's in the last seven or eight years. Uh, uh-huh. There's only been one time that they haven't had a guy drafted in the first round. Uh, And that guy signed has already signed with somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so yeah, if you want to be a a pitcher in the majors, uh, it looks like Bandy would be the place to go. And of course, you got Dansby, good Dansby there, even though not a pitcher, but you know the shortstop. So, Brian, yeah, for the Pirates. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what you would think is not a baseball school, um, you know, turns out to be a baseball school. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's definitely. (laughs) Football, but we'll get on that later.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, Mike Miner goes tonight. I'm looking for good things for uh, Max Fried in this game. Uh, well,
1: um, I, I would love to go back, and I, I didn't have a chance to do this. I'd love to go back and see the number of games that the Braves have lost and who has pitched um, afterwards. And Max Fried's probably pitched a few of those, and I guarantee you the record is very good pitching after a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so if, if as if as we said before if i ever want a guy to pitch after a loss it would be max free mm-hmm. uh, so this, that's the guy i i want so uh, you know 7 and 2 with a 2.77 era probably should be 10 and 2 to be honest with you cuz they've had some games that he's pitched in that they uh, ended up lo- ended up uh, get tied and then end up winning but but still 7 and 2 2.77 era that's excellent
0: right Next, you have Spencer Strider going on the, going for the Braves, and I'm not sure who the Reds are throwing.
1: Uh, it's Mailey, um at three and six with a 4.53 ERA.
0: I do
3: not. Uh, know. And
1: then, yeah, and then on Sunday it is Charlie Morton going again, four and three with a 4.73 ERA, and uh, against Mr. Castillo at three and four with a 3.32 ERA.
0: That's going to be a really good matchup. Um. I think
1: so. Uh, you know, if if you're the Reds. You know, obviously with the Braves coming in, it's got that big target on your back. You know, you tie the franchise win, record for wins uh, in the month. Um, and, and so you, you, you know, had a fantastic month of mm-hmm. June. You know, had 50 home runs, by the way, uh, scoring nearly 60 runs, excuse me, scoring nearly six runs a game. Um, so, you know, it was a record-setting month. They get, you know, brains get back to three and a half. But if you're the Reds, you know, you're looking to show that you can play still. Uh, and and this would be the the the, the good way to start. Uh, it's just you got a very hot team coming in in Atlanta. But we've changed months, John. It's July one, right? Uh, and and it is getting crunch time. And I asked and I said, you know, I want to be around that that two three game mark when it comes July. Uh, mm. And and we are. That three and a half, I can live with that. Um, that's within striking distance, especially knowing that we've got still two two game sets coming up with the Mets, uh, wow. or two days, whatever. We've got five game five game set in New York, and then they'll be back, I think, for three in in Atlanta. So, uh, and I believe that three in Atlanta is maybe the eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth, because I believe the last World Series ring giveaway is on the eleventh. Oh wow! Uh, so. So, uh, so yes, they, so, so next week we've got games with the Mets and so a good time to be within striking distance. And what kind of pressure would you put on them if you go into a series and maybe you're only two games out, or maybe you're only one game out, uh, what kind of pressure do you put on them? Also knowing that, you know, a guy like Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer could be coming back very soon. I think Scherzer's still going to be out possibly till August, but I believe DeGrom is doing some rehab stints. Mm-hmm. And so that's a guy that could be back, but that's also a guy that could go out there and throw one pitch and be back on the DL. Right so, right. so so they're going to need those guys uh, to to pitch. But right now, take advantage of all you can, uh, and and this would be the time right here.
0: Um, How likely do you think the Braves sweep the Reds?
1: Well, I would love to see uh, a sweep, uh, but I I doubt it because I still think the Reds are going to get one of them. It's just like the Phillies. You know, we talked about the the Phillies, you know, um, you figure the Phillies are going to get one of them, but but boy, I would take two out of three any day of the week. I would take two out of the three, continue two out of three. You just got to manage that one loss you get and make sure you don't do that when the Mets win. Uh, So you want to manage that. and. Uh, but still, uh, you know, very well pleased with what turned out to be a great June, uh, and July, hopefully will turn out to be that away too. You know, now you're going to have your teams, you know, this is where it's put up or shut up time, right? uh, Because the end of July is the trade deadline. So how far out and and with this wild card that the way it is, you know, you have still got a chance for a wild card, but what kind of chances do you have, you know, guys like the Reds, Uh, The, you know, Rockies, um, um, you know, guys like that that are on the bottom, uh, the Diamondbacks, maybe, uh, you know, they've got guys that they can offer uh, that that, you know, that that teams can get so that they can get better for next year or the year after or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. you know, guys, guys like teams we're going to be facing, you know, let's face it, we've got, you know, the the Reds, then we're going to play. My favorite team, sarcasm, no, really, that is sarcasm. The Cardinals, okay, that's another team we get to play. So uh, guys like the Reds are are looking to see who they can offload once again and see who they can help uh, and they can get better.
0: So I'm not able to see who – I know that they're on a 20-game straight streak. So who do they play on – who do the Braves play on Monday?
1: I believe it's the Cardinals they come back with on Monday, if I recall. Okay. Uh so I believe it's the Cardinals um and then I don't know who's in that weekend after that. Uh but I believe it's the the Cardinals cuz we talked about potentially trying to go to a game um if if we could and and uh but not going to be able to cuz uh you know I I have to do this thing called work which I'm off today on this Friday which oh, is wow. a good thing. So uh you know my uh, not mowing the yard is is uh, coming, but at least uh, I get to do uh, something in my yard because <laughs> I, you know, haven't been able to do anything else because of work. But, right. but anyway, yeah, I, I believe this is the stretch where uh, it's uh, it's the Cardinals and and um, then somebody else, then it's the Mets, and the Mets come to right. town. Yep.
0: Yep. Well, Jeremy, that's about all I have for this episode. Do you got anything else to add?
1: I don't. I'm. I'm good. You know what? I can tell you right here who it is. Hold on just a second. It is the Cardinals. Okay. Um, Cardinals, and then uh, we get the Nationals, and then it's the Mets. So the Nationals are in. The Nationals. It's the. the it's the Reds, and then they come home and play the the uh, Cards, the Nationals, and then we go, and uh, then it's the um, then it's the Mets.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh. Then it's the Mets. So oh. so yay. But we do have to, We do get to go back to Washington on the July 14th, which you know how good of a series we had there the last time we were there. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. And then, hey, you know, later on this month, though, um, it, it, there's a guy by the name of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Um, they come to town at the end of the month in July. Uh, the Angels come to town the 22nd, the 23rd, and the 24th.
0: So that means you're coming down to Atlanta for that, right?
1: <laughs> you know what? My kid would, my kid would absolutely love to, um, but he would be um, a little bit irritated if I went without him. Uh, but he's helping with this um, uh, local theater that we have that you and I get to talk about a lot over the weekend. Mm-hmm. They had this big, huge camp for two weeks. Oh wow! Um, and so their shows just so happened to be that weekend that the angels come to town so so yeah he would he would love it and that, we've seen the angels before out in anaheim and seen mike trout as a matter of fact um you know mike trout must have known that we were there because he had a homer the night we were there but uh <laughs> but yeah yeah i would love to but he would he would not be a little bit happy with me if i went down there and, and saw them play without him at least
0: <laughs> well guys thank you for listening to the podcast thank for liking sharing subscribing on all of the platforms that we're on I know yeah I know. Um, you can find the show on twitter at ethos brave you can find me on twitter at the blind donkey runner and of course it's the old man over there on the other
1: side that is correct you can find oh, me on yeah. facebook all the way awesome
0: well again thanks guys for listening and we, uh, we'll see you next week and
2: go braves go braves